This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 63. In today's episode, I'm talking about experiencing loneliness as a single woman and as a married woman. I'm having a girlfriend conversation with my dear friend and sister, Nicole Clough. Join us in the conversation today. Discover a new way of looking at the season that you're in. Be encouraged to practice new things and surround yourself with the people who really love you. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. I'm so excited about today's episode. We are talking about experiencing loneliness. Loneliness as a single woman and loneliness as a married woman. I invited my dear friend, Nicole Clough, to join me in the conversation today because we've talked about it from both sides. Loneliness as a single woman and as a married woman. So if you are driving, go ahead and settle in. It's going to be a great conversation. If you're home, grab some coffee or tea and join us as girlfriends. The reason we wanted to talk about loneliness today is because I've talked to several friends, even clients who have really been struggling. I mean, struggling with loneliness. And it's, there's been, I've even sensed a heaviness in my spirit when it comes to women and really experiencing the loneliness that they're going through. And as we approach the holidays, there's this angst and there's this anticipation of, oh, no, not another holiday without just being by myself. So we wanted to call it out. We wanted to talk about the elephant in the room, so to speak. And so the first thing I want to address is loneliness in single women. In single women. And so my girl, Nicole Clough, she's been a guest on the show before. She is an amazing woman of God. She is a mom of three awesome girls. She, and she was single and celibate until she was 36 years old, y'all. So she is very, very familiar with singleness and ways of overcoming the painful nature of really being lonely and feeling lonely in your singleness. So please help welcome me to welcome her to the show, Miss Nicole Clough. Nicole! Hey! <laughs> hey, sis, how you doing? Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me just for this girlfriend conversation. And I just always love our conversations. And I just thought, you know what? I need to share this with the Wife Wisdom listeners because we just 
go deep and it's just so rich. And so I wanted them to experience that. So, you know, you just, again, one of my heroes for women who have really just made the decision to live their life for the Lord and, and remain celibate till you were 36 years old. Now, um, I know I wanted you to talk a little bit about your story when it comes to singleness and and then we'll kind of we'll move into addressing how you overcame loneliness or even if you experienced loneliness and what that looked like. Yeah, awesome. First of all, thank you sis for having me back. It's always a pleasure. I feel like, you know, we're always in conversation. We are like polo back and forth every day. So this is just a live polo for us. So I love it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I being a single and celibate until or virgin until I was 36, um, it all really started I got saved young. And, you know, I think I shared this before. It was all about, you know, I'm saved now. I love the Lord. You do this. You know, you're going to go to hell if, if you have sex before marriage, you know. And then it became a relationship with Jesus and realizing that my body was the one thing that I could hold on to um, for it to be a gift for the man that I marry. And not only that, it's something that um, God asked me to honor him with. And so that was a decision that I made. Mm-hmm. And uh, for so many years, it was difficult because, you know, I love men. <laughs> you know, yeah. God, he's wonderful. He made a wonderful creature when he made man. And uh, I, I always had men in my life, but I, I was absolutely, completely honest up front at the beginning of any in- engagement that I had with any man that, listen, this is who I am. I'm really not playing games with it. So if you're not interested at this point because of who I am, then we, we need to just keep it moving. And over the years, I developed great friendships. And so as far as being um, celibate all that time and being lonely, I think I really didn't grasp that idea for such a long time because at the age of 21, I was in Bible college. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a training center back then. It's a Bible college now. And so when you're just on fire and you're in love with Jesus, um, there are just some things that, because you surround yourself with like-minded people who have the same vision and same thought, um, you're just not engaging in things you shouldn't. Are you human? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have desires? Absolutely. I was young. And so um, there were times when, yeah, physically you, you're interested, but the loneliness part wasn't there because I was so engaged with youth ministry, with school. I always had a bunch of friends. And so, I never had that feeling of being lonely. And it wasn't until in Bible school when you see people sort of coupled up, you know, Mm -hmm. where you have, Mm -hmm. you know, people were then making their seemingly lifelong connections with their spiritual, you know, mate, you know, their soulmate Mm -hmm. or who God was bringing into their lives. And that's sort of what the impetus was you know, of what people think it is when you go to Bible college or any type of Bible school. You're going there to meet your mate. And uh, I was told that before I went to school, and I was like, honestly, I wasn't interested. I was like, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) I'm going to school for two years. I'm going to be back. Um, Mm -hmm. And it didn't end up that way. And so I actually did meet the man that I eventually married um, during that course of time. And so Mm – um, so in our relationship, it was always long distance. And so that, that's 
that's where the lonely factor came in because we couldn't really develop a relationship when he's in the military on one side of the world and I'm in a city on the other side of the world. And it was a matter of just, okay, what do you do with your interest, with your, you know, connection? How do we bridge that gap? Mm-hmm. So we were creative, you know, through cards and sending, um, you know, back then it was cassette tapes, so I'm dating myself for sure. So we would make cassette tapes. <laughs> you know how it is. You know, you put your right. in and wind it up, you know. <laughs> so it was during that time where we would tell stories, you know, and, and keep that interest and, and talk about just who we are and our aspirations. And so that was building a, a soul connection that, that filled my cup back then. So loneliness really wasn't uh, a big thing until, you know, I got older. And our relationship was on and off and on and off. And um, I really wasn't quite sure, like, okay, God, you spoke to me about this person, but why is it now 10 years? Yeah, why is it 10 years, Lord? Um, I'm, I'm in another city now. I'm in my midst of my career. And once again, I'm surrounding myself with like-minded people. So the loneliness didn't hit. Um, but there are times when, again, you see people coupled up. And you want a boyfriend. You want to... You know, you don't just want to have a guy that you go out to dinner with every once in a while. Um, you want somebody who you're committed to and who's committed to you. And I did have someone, but he wasn't present. And so I had to learn how to really engage the presence of God as a young person mm. and as a young adult and, and understand what that really meant, whether it was journaling or prayer or praise and worship and going to things that our church had involved. I was the conference queen. I would be at so many different church conferences from church to church to church. And it just seemed like that's all that I did. And so I felt like that person who just was well churched. And because you mm-hmm. fill your life with Jesus, you know, um, it's not so much of the lonely as it is the physical, the intimacy, the sexual part mm-hmm. that you're more mm-hmm. interested in. And so uh, it doesn't so much it's not so much lonely as it is physical. You know, that desire when you got to say, okay, girl, <laughs> you need to settle mm-hmm. yourself down. <laughs> you need to, you know, take a shower to, you know, bring in tongues a little bit more because <laughs> even then, I mean, like nowadays, it's, hey, go out and get yourself a sex toy. That was absolutely not on my mind. Like, mm. at, you know, that, that, in, of, that in, in of itself was like, you know, you're a virgin, but you're having sex toys. Like, that didn't even Right. You know what I mean? Like, what? What mm-hmm. are you saying? You know, you're ministering to people, then you have guilt, and you have shame, you have condemnation that all comes with that. And it's like, listen, I don't want to have to go through that every time that, go, that something happens. So, listen, you got to get it together. And mm-hmm. um, so as a single, it, it wasn't until I really started to be, um, in relationship where that, the man that I married lived in the same city. And it was that, it was that physical ache more than it was lonely. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have someone in my life because I always surrounded myself with people. So as a single, it was a little bit different. Yeah, really good. Um, what do you think the root of loneliness is? Or where do you think the root of loneliness comes from? I think part of it is just not understanding 
um, your connection, your purpose, your, um, your relationship with God, and if, or if you don't have a relationship with God at all. Because I think innately we are born, we have been created as women to have a mate. We're born for it. That's why we were created, because it's not good for man to be alone. So God said, I'm going to make a helpmate suitable for them. So when you are not fulfilling your God-given, created purpose, there's going to be something you feel is missing, something that mm-hmm. there's an ache there. That's why God, that's why Jesus said, God said, I am your husband. So while you are mm-hmm. single, we have, to, we have to learn how to tap into that husband that we have who will fulfill all of our needs that we have. Mm-hmm. But it's so mm-hmm. difficult to, to grasp that because in the natural, there are so many um, different uh, things coming at us all the time. Our eyes are seeing so many things that are going into our soul that is, that is counteracting what is really true. It's like, well, God can't really be the fulfillment of all things because you desire sex and you want somebody to hold your hand and you want somebody to, you know, touch your body and you want somebody to kiss and stand, you know, sit across the table and pay for your bills. And, you know, and so because the world is feeding you so many other things, it's hard to, to, to really grasp that God is your husband. And if he said he'll supply all of your need for you or he will be the one who will bring you the comfort that you need if you ask him. It's hard to grasp that it's because you see, you see all of the outside factors that mm-hmm. say something different, that get you to point to, you know, the tangible and not the spiritual. Mm. We're, created, we're, we're created for it. Right. So what would you – how would you help someone – to, or what would you say to someone who is like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know where to begin? How do I even begin grasping this concept of God is my husband being single to help me to feel, feel a level of fulfillment and really take away this loneliness? That's, that's, that's a really, really great, great question. And when we get on the other side, you know, I, I'm at that place now because it's very different. Um, I would say... The, the place where a person would need to start is really understanding who they are and what they like and what they enjoy. Because I think sometimes loneliness is, is, is partly because of you not understanding you. Mm. It's like you're not understanding what you need, what your desires are, what you like, what your interests are. Because I think we've been shaped and we've been molded by society, by culture, by, you know, celebrities who, you know, feed us these, you know, very lofty ideas of what it means to be a woman. Like if I don't look like this woman or have what she has, then I'm, I'm just not really a woman. And I think mm-hmm. we have to learn how to go to our creator. And um, it's learning how to get quiet with yourself. And I think that's the biggest part for people. They, the loneliness is there, so you, you feel like you're getting quiet with yourself, but it's more pitiful. You're feeling sorry for yourself because you're by yourself mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. knowing how to be alone with yourself to empower yourself. Because if okay. you don't know what you want and who you are, then all the outside influences are going to shape you. And so my favorite quote, and I've known it from 18 years old when I heard this amazing man of God at the Maybe Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, say, when purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Mm. 
inevitable by mm-hmm. Dr. Miles mm-hmm. Monroe. And I didn't mm-hmm. understand it at the time. But if you don't know the purpose of your own life, why you were created, you're going to abuse it. And part of that abuse, to me, uh, inflicts loneliness in your life because you're out of alignment. You're out of purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, your identity isn't absorbed yet. So you feel sorry for yourself because everybody else has something going on or, you know, nobody likes you or in love with you or you're not, you know, you don't have the luxuries that other people have or you don't have the education that other people have. So you feel out of sorts and alone because maybe you're not connecting with people who you want to connect with. You know, maybe there's a higher place or position you want to get to. And there's a sense of loneliness there because you haven't allowed yourself to elevate to that place. But you've got to understand where you're supposed to elevate to. You know, I think, I think we allow other people's lives or situations to influence our rise when we have to understand where we are rising to. Mm-hmm. So I hope that helps. Wow. Yes, that was so good. I love when you said having to, learning to be alone with yourself to empower yourself. What? Yes. So yes. good yes. to get quiet yes. with yourself, not just because yes. out of, out of circumstance, lonely. right, that you're yes. by yourself and lonely, but that it's intentional and that there's, yes. there's, you're deliberate about being with yourself, being quiet, like pressing yes. into that silence that is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. It right. is. Really, it is. Yes. Getting to it know was yourself. Was it? Yes, yes, because ah. I thrive around people. Mm-hmm. I'm at my Mm -hmm. best around people. That's where I get my energy from. Yeah. And so when I'm not around people, it is a very deafening, Mm -hmm. uh, loud sound to me. Mm -hmm. Like some people Mm -hmm. need like sheer quiet for them to really be filled and to, for their tank to be filled up again. They need to just, come away with themselves and I feel like I need to be around people because it makes me thrive Mm -hmm. so when I'm by Mm -hmm. myself that's when I have the battle with okay the lonely part because remember I said as a single I was surrounding myself with a lot of people yeah so in that you know you don't really feel it Um, but it's Mm -hmm. when you when when the when the people are all gone and when you're with yourself, mm-hmm. um, for someone like me, then that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. And so how that. did you get through that? Like, how did you get through that being by yourself when all the people were gone and it was time for you to be by yourself at home? How did you handle that? It was tough for a very long time um, because then I just sort of questioned, my God, am I hearing what you're saying? Because of situations in my life where I felt like I listened to God and I followed it and things weren't looking the same, I'm thinking, "Mm, am I really hearing what you're saying, God? And so for me, I had to just just keep trying. You know, I would sit, even if I had to set a timer sometimes, (laughs) I would, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to spend 10 minutes (laughs) praying in the spirit or what have you. And it would be a lot because, you know, it's easy for me to pray with people once again, energy, but by myself, it's like, you know, am I praying right? Is it okay? Or, Lord, are you hearing me? And I just had to learn 
how to invite the presence of God and know that whether I feel him or not, he's with me. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to make myself do it, make my, turn my phone off or, you know, I learned to date myself, if that makes sense, when I was a single. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Let's talk about yeah. that a little bit, um, dating yeah. yourself. I think that is such a, a powerful skill for yes. single women to really embrace and to yes. really shift their perception of being single and really looking at it from a very positive, healthy standpoint. Yes. And so let's talk a little bit about that. What did dating yourself look like? And did you know you were dating yourself when you were dating yourself or was it intentional (laughs) or did you just kind of, it did it kind of like unfold and you realized, wow, I've been dating myself. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it was very, very intentional. I said, Mm -hmm. I'm taking a year off to date me. And that's what I did. I took a year off and I found the things that I loved and enjoyed. And I was, you know, living in my own apartment. I was in Cameron Commons on Duke Street, I'll never forget. And the things that I did is, one thing is I love, 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 love taking baths and candlelight. And so, you know me, girl, I like to sparkle, right? <laughs> yay! So, yay! So I bought this shower curtain. I'm going to keep it brief on this. I bought this shower curtain. And, they, you know, those little bedazzled jewels. Mm-hmm. I like. I did. I bedazzled my whole bathroom, like the shower curtain, the <laughs> trash can. I did the. Uh, did a border around the top of the bathroom. I did the soap thing. I, oh, I bedazzled everything, and then I would turn the lights out and I would light candles and it would be amazing in there, and I would wow. just have a bath. I would listen to music. And I would go get my favorite meal and a really good friend of mine, Dennis Bacon, who I love. He laughed at me because we were out on a business lunch, and I talked about this time that I was having, you know, just dating myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, my favorite meal, this was my favorite meal. And he, his mouth was open, like, I can't believe she said this. My favorite meal was <laughs> chicken strips from Popeye's with some fries and a biscuit on a Friday night with my bath. <laughs> and he's like, this <laughs> But listen, you know what's going on with that chicken sandwich right now, right? So listen, I had way back when. Folks were dying over the sandwich. That was my favorite meal. But for me, that was indulgent because I I was back then, I was working out and stuff. So that was indulgent for me. And so I enjoyed it. I spent time with myself. I, you know, back in the day when you go rent movies because Blockbuster was around the corner dating myself. But I would go get a movie and have my favorite meal. I'd take a bath. I'd light some candles. My house smelled amazing. And I would just take myself out, whether it was shopping or to a movie or to the mall, and I would dress up, and, and I would just enjoy time with myself. I'd have my Saturday morning, Saturday morning rides with my music blasting, and I'm just having a good time, just vibing and thinking I'm a rapper and just <laughs> loving the space I was in, but making time for the father. It was Awesome. You know, I love that. You know, I think that as women, we all really need to do that. We really yes. need to date ourselves because I think when we can do it intentionally, like you said, and with purpose, then we, when, the, when God sends the man along, we can actually now identify if he's treating us according to the standard 
<laughs> that right. God has set right. in our heart, right? right? If right. we are dating exactly. ourselves and they date us and treat us worse than or less than we right. treat ourselves, then we're like, oh, no, this isn't the right one, right? Right, right. So, and I think that is so good. Go ahead. Yeah, one of the, one of the things, just, just to tag on to the end of that, and I think at the end of this time and this experiment, not experiment, but just this time that I had with myself, um, the person that I end up marrying, you know, their thing was, you know, she doesn't need me. And I'm like, marriage isn't about need. <laughs> it's about relationship. It's about two lives come together. And I think that's how it should be for us as women, that really we can handle it and put it down on our own. But on our own, like, it's not about need. Like, mm-hmm. I need you in my life to pay my bills because God was paying my bills. My, I was debt-free. I was handling what I needed to handle because God was my husband, and I knew that. Mm-hmm in my mm. relationship that I developed with him. And so when it came to then being married, it wasn't out of need. It was relational of the next step mm. of relationship in my life. So if ladies, you know, take some time to date yourself, take yourself out to dinner, go to movies, go to museums, do what you can do on your own and enjoy your own vibe, who you are. Um, find out what your vibe is, especially if you don't know. Maybe you don't like museums. You know, you're just going to the museum with some guy just because he asked you to go. My thing is understand your vibe and what makes you happy and what makes you fulfilled more than happy. What fulfills you? Find that out. Do it. Take some time off for you and empower yourself for this next mm-hmm. season that you're going to go into. I love that. I love it. I think that's a perfect, um, just even a segue to the the precursor, or the preseason, um, what's the word? The preseason mm, training, so to speak, mm-hmm. before yeah. getting married. Because yes. let me tell you, I, as being married 18, with Adrian 18 years, married 17 years, I so miss the space and the Mm -hmm. freedom of singleness on many occasions, many days. I really do. And, you know, I think that the grass is always greener, right? (laughs) When you're single, you're like, I'm going to be married. (laughs) Right, right. And then when you're married, you're like, oh, I miss my single days many times because your life is not your own the way it is yeah. when you're single. And so I want to bring that perspective into the conversation as well that, um, you know, like every season has its its blessing, right? Every yes. season has its purpose, and it's so important to really – enjoy that season to really to the fullest to live that Mm -hmm. season full out in in the fullness of what it's meant to be so when you are single enjoy it enjoy your singleness and I think the 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 thing that is so hard sometimes for especially some of our our sisters who are single and struggling is there yes. such disappointment? There's disappointment yes. in them. You know, I thought I'd been married. I'd be married by 26. I thought I'd be married yes. by 30. I thought I'd be married by 35. I thought I'd be married yes. by 40, by 45, by 50. Like we have yes. women and several of our friends who are still single, and yes. they're not married, and they're totally struggling with 
the violation of their expectation, just extreme yes. disappointment in life and the way it's turned out or the way that it it looks. And so let's talk a little bit about how do we manage our perception of our lives when we are experiencing such great disappointment and violation mm. of what we thought and expected our lives to look like. Mm. That is so heavy, so heavy. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, really? We only have a few minutes. Let's <laughs> do part two, Chris. Oh, my God. So how do we manage? Um that is so heavy because I'm I'm living it right now. So mm-hmm. I absolutely uh, can speak to a part of it. I think, you know, when we are extremely disappointed, when our expectations have been violated, the one question is, is where do we put our expectations? And, you know, a good friend of mine shared with me um, that, when we put our expectations in God, and yes, I have to go back to God because I'm a God girl, um, then our expectations will never go unmet. But when we put our Mm. expectations in man, they always will. And I'm going to give you a really, really good um, picture of that. You know, um, for my life, you know, I wasn't that girl who was always like, oh, I need to be married. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get married. I can't wait to have kids. I just was not that girl. And for whatever reason. But when I believed that God spoke to me about the man he wanted in my life, I was all in. Mm. All in. And so my expectation for that was, oh, well, we're going to do this ministry-wise, we're going to do that, and we're going to do this and the other, and our lives are going to be like, oh, you know, you, you, you're in love with love and you're in love with these things that you have in your mind that I think sometimes it's not a violation of our expectations, it's a violation of the dreams that we've built, which is an expectation. But when our expectations weren't really given to us by the creator, the one who created us, to give us mm. the insight of where he's taken us, but we build and based upon movies and books and, mm-hmm. you know, what we see on TV and what we see in church. Oh, I think I was going to be a pastor's wife because I, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to emulate my pastor and his wife, and we wanted to dress alike and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and we get all these outside influences to begin to put the, the building blocks to our expectation in life, and we never go to the one who said, before I formed you in your mother's wow. womb, I knew you. You know, the plans that I have for you are this. And so when we go to all these other outside influences to, to get our expectations instead of getting our expectations from him, we are always going to be disappointed. It's going to be violated. It can't Mm -hmm. help but be because it's off blueprint. It's off the blueprint. But there is a blueprint for our lives. But if we don't ever tap into the architect of that blueprint, we're going to get off in our expectations. We just are. And so it doesn't make it right or wrong. It just makes it reality. And so I put my expectations. I'm just going to put, I put my expectations in my husband, you know, and a man can never, ever fulfill in your life what God has already positioned himself to fulfill. 
Mm-hmm. And say um, that again, please. Say that again. Oh my gosh, a man can never fulfill in your life what God has already positioned Himself to fulfill. Never. He can never mm-hmm. ever do it. And I remember mm-hmm. Pastor Cynthia Brazelton preaching a message, um, trusting God, um, how to trust. Oh, not just with my mind. Um, it, the long and short of it is. Um, trusting God and not putting your trust in man. It'll come back to me with what it was. Mm-hmm. I probably wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be saying it, but here's the bottom line, that our expectations have to be in God so that when we put a demand on God for what it is that we want, he then fulfills that expectation through the vehicle that he's placed in your life. Mm-hmm. And I tested this. I tested it. It's like, okay, Lord, if, I, if my husband wasn't complimenting me enough and I felt like, you know, you know, we want our husbands to dote over us like we dote over them. And right. if I felt like, you know, my husband wasn't complimenting me enough or what have you, I would say, God, you know what? No, I'm just talking to the Lord in my heart. You know, it would really be nice for, you know, my husband to say, yeah, I look nice today or baby, you look good or blah, 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 blah. And boom, there it is. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I would talk to God in my heart about it, and boom. Like, it yep. was, I was always flabbergasted. And so when our, when our expectations are violated, it's because our expectations are misaligned. Yeah. So good. They are. That is so, so, so good. And so in every area of our life, not just with loneliness, <laughs> but with our finances, yep. with our job, yep. with our kids, yep. with our yep. body and our health. Like when our expectations are misaligned because we've gotten our expectations from someone outside of God who's, who's the one who fulfills the expectation, then yep. we're always going to be disappointed. That is so powerful. So yeah. thank and, you and for that, just breaking that down. And can I just say, just really fast, and that's the danger of social media, Yes. That's a danger, especially sure. when you're – because I know that's why I don't get on social media right now because yeah. everybody's coupled up. Everybody's in a relationship. Everybody's married yep. and stuff is doing well. So now, you're, so now all of that feeds into that mindset, mm-hmm. oh, no, I don't have anyone or I'm not moving yep. forward. We've got to be so careful. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it, and social media breeds comparison. It, it oh my breeds – And loneliness. Loneliness and and just uh, negative perception of your own life. When you see the the glamorous <laughs> portrayal of everybody else's life and business yep. and family, yep. and it is you're right. You have to be yeah. so mindful of what you take in to your your mind, your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're lonely, <laughs> don't don't spend your time don't on get, social media. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> get off social media if you are feeling yeah. lonely and <laughs> get into the presence of God in your word. For yeah. real. And sisters is. who it's, love you, you know? Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people who love you and um, who are going to really support the season that you're in and encourage and uplift for sure. You know, one of the things that um, I wanted to just address before really moving quickly on to um, just being married and lonely, but with, Mm. um, you know, with singleness, 
just experiencing the disappointment that we address, but then also dealing with your anger, like dealing with the mm. anger and negativity that really comes from um, really putting, placing your expectation in man. And, and you know, I've, ex- I've had conversations with women who are experiencing loneliness who are angry about it. They're angry mm-hmm. and completely shocked, stunned and amazed that they mm-hmm. are still single and they might have been married before and divorced and, you know, they cannot believe they're still single 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, or, you know, I can't believe that, you know, this person has, you know, has, has a, a man, they've been married twice and I'm still single during both the whole season of time that they've been married and divorced and married and divorced. Like there's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of mm-hmm. comparing each other's journey, life journeys. And so I want to encourage you if you are lonely and you're angry about it to really be brave enough to confront the truth of yeah. what is the, tr- what are the facts? What are the, what's the truth about where you are and not allowing social media or the world or the comparing nature that we kind of find ourselves in every day unless we're really aware and intentional about it. But but really, what's the truth? Okay, yeah, you might have you might be single, but that doesn't mean you might be single in forty or single in forty five or fifty or whatever, but that doesn't mean that you're never gonna that God's not going to send somebody. That doesn't mean that you're going to be by yourself for the rest of your life. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're any less beautiful, desirable, smart, talented, gifted, and valuable than anyone else. It doesn't mean any of those things. And I just think that women, we go down this rabbit hole because like you said, we start feeling sorry for ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, and that, and you're going to, and you're going to radiate that. You got to realize mm-hmm. that you know you're, people are going to see it. You're, you're going to hear it. It's going to be it's going to be on you because that's where your mindset is. Yeah. yeah, you know it's so important for us to tend to the garden of our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. You 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 know about it as a man. Come you, on. You're not going to go there, but that we do. And so when we're angry, you know, we cannot uh, emit. We cannot give off. We cannot show the beauty that we are when we're angry. It's really on your face. It's in your words and you hear it. Mm -hmm. And so how are you going to attract to yourself what it is that you want when you're in that state? Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, we have to learn to forgive, you know, for forgive yourself and to not be jealous and envious because that's not going to, it's not going to posture you to receive what you need to receive. And I think, I think we take those characteristics so lightly. For sure. You know, and, we, and, and, we don't, and we don't really, I know I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I know I didn't, you know, um, tend to myself in that way. Like, am I jealous? Am I, you know, I didn't check myself. I was too busy looking at everybody else, what they had going on, mm-hmm. that I wasn't checking my own self. Like, where am I at? Because wow. if we spend so much time looking out, there's no way we can look in. Yeah. And see, because we build from within, mm. not from without. Yes, so good, so good. Um, yeah, so let's move to being married and being feeling lonely mm. in your marriage. Like this 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I think single women who've never been married can't even fathom what mm-hmm. feeling lonely is like being married. And mm-hmm. it's so, so, oh, what's the word? Like, it's such a difficult place to be because it's something that you would never expect you would experience again, right? Especially oh because you yes. are married. You would never think oh that God. you would experience loneliness in marriage, but um, right. but it, people do. Women experience it all the time and, all you know, the all the time. And I think that there are a couple of reasons um, why there there's a loneliness in marriage. I think there's one, of course, what we addressed before, just a violation of your expectation. And, you know, if you got married expecting your husband to fulfill you and to fill your loneliness, that's number one, like the area that you need to address. But two, I think it could also stem from poor communication where you're mm-hmm. not really, you didn't communicate what marriage was going to look like before you got married. Like, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, that that's mm-hmm. a very important conversation to have that yeah. I don't think that oftentimes people who are engaged to be married miss because they are enamored by being in love and preparing Mm -hmm. for a wedding and all these different things, but they don't have the very difficult real conversation of this is what I would love our marriage to look like before you get married. So then when they get married and it doesn't look like that, they're like, Oh no. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then a major lack of emotional connection. When there's no emotional connection there, unfortunately, I think it just results in loneliness because we as women, we want and need emotional connection. And if you're not experiencing emotional connection in your marriage, then, and you're not talking about it, then loneliness, I think, is a result. Sis, what do you think? Oh, 100% agree. Agree, agree, agree. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true that um, the emotional connection and communication is key. If you, if your communication styles and your ability to communicate your needs and your wants or what have you are absent, um, then you're going to be in big trouble. Like if you're not talking about it now before you're married, if you're not engaging yeah. in that type of conversation, and I'm just going to be honest, you know, I didn't. There were a lot of things that I didn't talk about or didn't communicate about, you know, before I got married. And I was old enough that I should have, you know. As, and and mm-hmm. as a virgin, for me, I didn't, you know, sometimes you feel like, you know, things just happen by osmosis sometimes. Like, you know, you, you got stuff, I got stuff, it's going to work. That's how, that's how that right. is. But that's not how that is. You know, it does, anatomically, it does work, absolutely. But there, but there is a deeper depth to communication and, and relationships than just the physical aspect. So if you don't communicate about those things and talk about them now in conversation and in, in the relationships that you're in, it's going to feel, there's going to be some loneliness there on the other side because those are going to be missing conversations, missing engagement. You know, there, there's going to be a misfire somewhere. And so you really have to be aware before you get married, while you're in relationship, what your communication is like now. Do you need this person in order to, you know, fill you up in terms of talking, or is that in addition to who Mm -hmm. you are? You know, um, I used to tell these guys I used to hang out with at Bible school, I'm like, listen, you know, the woman has to be in addition to your home. She can't be the home. (laughs) 
right. you know, if a woman is not, if woman's not an addition, she's an add-on to my house because my house is already <laughs> built fully furnished. She is that extra boom. I just put mm-hmm. that thing on the side and, like, laid it out. And it should be the same for us. Like, our mm-hmm. house should be completely done. He's an addition That's to good. it. He's part of the amenities to my life. He's mm-hmm. a bonus. I mean, how great is it to have a bonus? You're like, woo, yes. I got paid full-time hours and I got a bonus. What? <laughs> Right, and I think, you know, that's going to have to be a a totally whole new episode about, you know, really, because I just think a lot of people don't even realize that, oh, they shouldn't, they don't complete me? No, you should be complete already going into the marriage. You should. And and if if you're broken, yeah, yeah. I mean, in my my marriage and in my relationship, you know, there was um, just some brokenness there. And so when there, yeah. when there is brokenness, it's only going to continue to break more, especially if that brokenness mm-hmm. isn't addressed. And so you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're in a marriage, you're even enga- engaging physically, but let, yet there's loneliness there because there's that misfire and that misengagement. And so, but God uh, is the answer. He's the answer. Wow. So good. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I wanted to just even – um, just speak a word of encouragement to anyone who's listening to this episode and is experiencing the heaviness of lo- being lonely. Um, if you are single, I want to encourage you to, um, like Nicole said, to fill your life with other rich relationships. Uh, don't stay isolated. Don't keep yourself you know, don't perpetuate the loneliness. Do things that that you love, that bring you joy. Like write a list of things that bring you joy and commit to doing one a week for the rest of the year. You know, like do focus on the blessing of where you are. Don't think about where you're not. Focus on where you are and stay positive. So when negative, negativity creeps in, you mm-hmm. have a choice. Choose another thought. Don't give power to the negativity. Don't give power to the – and it really is a constant awareness of really speaking to the negativity, to that thought. You have to practice it. It has to become a discipline. It has to become a practice that you do. Sometimes it will be 100 times a day that you're having to choose another thought to combat the negative thought. Choose a thought mm-hmm. that's truth, right? And so um, mm-hmm. just talk a little bit about, um, you know, just as far as encouragement to our single listeners, um, before we um, kind of um, close out, and we'll close out with Mary. Okay, awesome. My sisters, my sisters, may I encourage you, um, as I talked a little bit about before, um, doing the work to find out who you are, understanding your purpose, understanding your vibe, understanding what really feels you, and, and working that every single day. I know it's not easy. Trust me, I'm living that life again. Um, But this time I'm really having to engage God and finding out what it is that you're wanting me to do with my time, with my energy, instead of um, absorbing all of the things that's going on in this world, really understand where I fit and where 
my purpose is. May I encourage you, press in to your beauty, to your genius, to your brilliance, to your shine. You are crowned to shine. So tap into that and pull, and so you can pull yourself out of this place and empower you to be you. Mm, so good. Love it. And so in married women, um, one of the things that I want to leave you with as far as encouragement is uh, to schedule talk time with your mate, with your spouse. If you are not, don't have it regularly and it's not organic or it's not just natural conversations that you're having, schedule it. Schedule talk time at, a, at moments that are, that are good, right? Not when as soon as he walks in the door from work or, you know, if he's had a bad day or distracted. But schedule talk time where you both can be present and really have heart-to-heart conversations. It makes a huge difference. I think the other thing is, to, it's important to discuss roles and responsibilities and, and even what, what you desire to create your marriage to look like. What, have mm-hmm. those conversations where you're, you're dreaming and you're, you're talking about it together. And if you need to take some space away, like if, you, if, the, kids and, you know, if the kids can go to your parents' house or a friend can watch them, even for a couple of hours for you to just get away to just – recreate what you want your marriage to look like. And I know that Adrian and I have had to do this several times in the last 17 years um, where we've had to say, okay, well, what do we want our marriage to look like? How do you want to feel being married to me? How do I want to feel being married to you? And we have these conversations and, and so it's, and it works when both people are committed to working it. Right. So, that's the key. And the other thing is in staying in emotionally connected, and it's a, a physical connection is critical. You have to maintain physical connection. So having sex regularly is important in not feeling um, isolated or lonely being married. So if you haven't had sex in a week, two weeks, three weeks, like that's starting to get to the point where it's too long, right? Where where people mm-hmm. are going months and months and years and years. Uh, a year? Oh my god! Year? No, no, you know, no, I know. no, no. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. we cannot. Mm-hmm. That is a total playground for the enemy to bring not only loneliness and division and um, just just division in your marriage. So you have to press in to experiencing oneness physically because it really mm-hmm. does reset. The, the marriage and just your, your emotional kind of reset button, so to speak, your emotional and physical reset button, it's something that you have the choice to press whenever you feel like it, but make sure you press it regularly because it makes a huge difference. So, sis, what do you want to leave as far as encouragement for our married women? Oh, for the married women, as I encouraged you before, put your expectations in God. I'm telling you, he will never let you down. Learn how to communicate with him on how you want him to, to use your husband to be um, the fulfillment that he can be. God using your husband in that way, not you putting the expectation on your husband. So I encourage you um, to encourage yourself in that area. And when you feel that you're getting lonely or you know, things aren't going the way you think you should, I say you initiate some things. 
you, like Christy said, have those conversations, have that talk, or do something that, pro- that creates an environment for you two to connect. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for him mm-hmm. to do it. You do it when you're feeling Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. Just, I love just thank our you. conversations, and you know, thank you to our to just the listeners for allowing us yes. to share just a girlfriend conversation. And so we really pray and and believe that it was encouragement to you as well, um, just to even open up the the conversation with yourself. You know, yes. I think deception is is something that is not going to help you to get better, <laughs> right? When you right. deceive yourself. Right. <laughs> you look at a mirror and go, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really just address what's really going on. I think that's important. So I really hope that this was an encouragement to you and that you will continue to share this with other women in your life or women in your life that you think may be experiencing loneliness and so that it may be a source of encouragement for them as well. So thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me. I really love you and appreciate you and just all of your amazing knowledge and wisdom and insight is just such a blessing. So love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.